0: Welcome to the Healthy Body, Healthy Mind podcast. I'm your host, Brian Kinghorn, co founder and CEO of HBHM. We're a carbon neutral wellness brand and we're focused on the well being of our customers and the planet. We produce a range of products designed to support a healthy lifestyle. This podcast is for our community. We'll have a range of experts in the health, fitness and wellness space designed to help you all improve many aspects of your life. For listening to this podcast, you can get 15% off our products at hbhm.com by using the code HBHMPOD at checkout. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Healthy Body, Healthy Mind podcast. Today we have one of the strongest teenagers in the UK on the show. Uh, Romy Stern Dawson started her CrossFit journey over two years ago after trying her hand at every sport imaginable. She fell in love instantly with the CrossFit community and inclusivity of the space and was hooked straight away. Early in 2020, Romy started weightlifting alongside her CrossFit training and now competes nationally. In March 2020, she made the decision to drop out of college to pursue her dreams of being a full-time athlete. And she's also qualified now as a CrossFit coach and coaches at her local gym. So welcome to the HBHM podcast, Romy. Great to have you on. How are you doing today?
1: Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. How are you?
0: Yeah, great. Thank you. It's really good to have you here. How's things been for you?
1: Um, It's been all right. Been busy, back at work now. Um, yeah. So good to be back, get yeah. back into that routine. But yeah, it's been really good.
0: So I put it out there in the intro that you are um, one of the strongest teams in the UK.
1: I'm, is... I'm taking that, you know, I'm claiming <laughs> that. I'm going to put that in my Instagram bio later.
0: Yeah, you should, by all means. I've, I've put it out there now so you can claim it.
1: Exactly. So
0: how, how old are you? You're 18, is that right, Romy?
1: Yeah, so 18.
0: Okay, good. And I noticed, uh, was it this weekend past, you were taking part in the virtual British Championship. So what was that and how did you get on?
1: Yeah, so it was supposed to be in October in person. Um, It's usually quite a big competition, but then obviously there was a little bit of worry that we'd go back down into lockdown later on this year. So it all got moved really suddenly and we went from having months of preparation to literally weeks um so that was on saturday there were only a few select people that were um selected for the actual in-person british and i wasn't one of them because they are the people which are going to be going to the commonwealth games next year okay so yeah um we just competed tried to make it as comp like as we could had loads of people come down support it was it was awesome to be fair like we still kept that comp environment but um it's not so
0: quite this wasn't, this was like, it was, was this a teenage, a teen one, or was it like the full British champs?
1: So we had three different categories of people. We called them the toddlers, teens, and then the AOPs. So we had, um, we had the younger guys, um, so they ran like six to 12. And okay. then there were four of us that are uh, between 15 and 18. And then we had some older guys in the Masters compete, um, which was really awesome. Uh, to have so many people come and compete but yeah no so I'm in the under 20s so okay I'm the youngest in my category um yeah it was it was honestly such a good experience to yeah. compete and
0: this would have been like a weightlifting competition rather than a crossfit specific one is that right
1: yeah so competing in our snatch and our clean and jerk three yeah. lifts in each um mm-hmm. it's the fittest I've ever been for a weightlifting competition I haven't been prepping for it because we, oh, we had no time to prep for it so literally I was I was like I'm so fit for this if it was one minute max snatches I'd yeah. smash this but yeah it was it was it was so nice to compete in person yeah.
0: and how did you get on
1: uh so I got a 71 kilo snatch and an 87 uh, kilo clean and jerk so that was a nice little pb the clean and jerk and then I did pb my snatch but I stepped out of the box and so that's a that's a no lift unfortunately but 71 kilos to the right
0: and who was, was the, judge? Who was judging? Was it just somebody from your gym, or was there like somebody remotely judging, or how did that work?
1: So how it, how it works is we have to video all the weights so that people, so that the judge when they we send the videos away and then they get judged. So we'll find out how we did on the fourteenth of um of this month. Uh, so we have two people looking from the side to make sure that it's a clean lift obviously elbows have to be locked out and full extension at the hip at the top and you have to hold it for a few seconds just to make sure you're under control and then we had someone that was standing at the front and then they say down so it does still have to be judged and we try to keep it as realistic to a comp so I literally just walk out and lift the weight I don't have to do any thinking my coach does all the thinking for me puts all the weight on for me so there was it was just just like a comp but not quite the same you know yeah
0: Still, so, but you just you came out like you would in, a, in the Commonwealth Games or Olympic Games, like you see yeah. the weightlifters come out and just... Yeah, do Stand the out the bar walk for
1: a second, walk up to the bar, yeah, all serious, dead quiet. That's the thing about weightlifting comps, they're always dead quiet.
0: Yeah.
1: You can't hear anything, you can hear everyone breathing. It's the most nerve-wracking thing ever.
0: So the lack of crowd then maybe didn't really affect you that much then?
1: Yeah, no, I I do go better like when there's people there to shout at me and support me, but there were a few people that mean a lot to me like my old coach and my yeah. family were there so it did it was still very enjoyable
0: yeah and where is it you're based again
1: so i'm based in gloucestershire yeah. in the forest of dean yeah. um so i coach at one gym in quedgeley which is close to gloucester yeah. and then i train at another gym which is a weightlifting specific gym um and my coach there one of the best one of the best weight lift, uh, weightlifting coaches in the midlands so that's why I go there. A little bit what's, of a trek. But. What's
0: their name? You better give them a shout out.
1: Oh, I'll give them a shout out. <laughs> Josh Tellings. Okay. Yeah. Awesome guy.
0: Yeah. And you said you don't find out yet. So you don't really know where you're placed yet until the 14th. Is that right?
1: No, so this is the thing. I'm in a new category. I'm in a new weight class and I'm new in a new age category um, to my last competitions. So I don't know who I'm competing against. Um, ah, so okay. it's going to be a little bit of a, a surprise. We'll find out in six days time.
0: Yeah, because weightlifting is based on obviously age and gender, yeah. but also your weight as well. Is that right? Yeah, lifestyle?
1: so it's it is your age, your gender, and then what weight category you're in. So I'm under twenties, sixty four kilos. Okay. So well, I don't know how I've done. I don't know anyone that's in my category. It's um, it's quite nice. There's enough time for me to kind of forget about it and relax about it, and then yeah. get a nice little surprise if I did well.
0: Yeah. Or, Yeah. So does does somebody need to have does somebody have to verify your weight as well then as part of the process?
1: Yeah. So we have to do the weigh-in video as well. Um, make sure that you weigh the right amount. Um, to be competing in that category. Yeah. Uh, Which is another little thing that you have to do. It's just a little stress and an unnecessary stress on the day, but it's it's got to be done.
0: Because I suppose in person comp, you would a judge would see you weigh yourself. Is that how that works?
1: Yeah. So everyone turns up. They haven't eaten anything. Um. haven't drunk anything and then they get weighed in and then load up on pasta and donuts just before they compete. Um, And we all get judged on our weight by, um, by specific people that's their job to do it. But when we do it at the gym, we just use the scales at the gym.
0: Yeah okay cool oh well that's that sounds awesome it'll be it'll be interesting to hear how you got on so yeah, i mean i would say best of luck i know it's happened but best of luck for <laughs> it. <good laughs> yeah there's best best of luck for the results coming out anyway so yeah, um you. yeah so you've obviously you did but you did do a was it i was looking at your instagram earlier was it in may you did an actual in-person competition though.
1: yeah so i haven't competed in i hadn't competed in person since January 2020 and then obviously I had that whole year I'd imagine very similar to a lot of other people planned out like comp every couple months every six weeks going away competing getting as much experience as I could under my belt and then everything got cancelled so I was desperate to compete in person again I was sick to death of doing this whole you've got to video everything and send it in and then wait ages for it to get verified and so I booked myself in for a teens competition up in Rotherham and um, so nice to compete in person again. Yeah, it was awesome. But yeah, I went all right, not too bad. Um, came first,
0: so <laughs> Just, just there you go, not too. I mean, you're so you're obviously modest, Romy. So yeah, just no, went not too bad. Came first. Yeah, I went all right. <laughs> yeah, no, well done. That's good. So oh well, so there's there, there obviously is things on the horizon in in person then. So that's that's good. So is have you got anything else coming up in person?
1: So I have, yeah, but not until um august i believe or september so i've currently got two weeks off so i'm absolutely lost i don't know what to do with myself um i go to the gym and just sit there i'm like i really want to train getting really itchy so you're
0: having two weeks just totally off training
1: yeah so um on saturday i unfortunately hurt my elbow so coming out of um my snatch when i snatched 74 um i was holding it overhead for ages trying to stabilize it in the bottom um and i stepped i stood up and my elbow—I heard this little crunch, and I was like, "Oh no, that can't be good news." Um, but the adrenaline took over, and I continued to lift. Um, after I had a little meltdown backstage, <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was all right on the day, and then later on, it started to really hurt. Spoke to my chiropractor; she was like, "You should probably go to hospital." But I was like, "I'll be fine." So I'm seeing her today to find out what's um, what's up with it. Hopefully, it's nothing too bad. Yeah. But yeah, so that's why I'm taking some time off, basically. That's why I'm lost. I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah. And then in August, I'm doing battle camps, I believe. So just a little bit of fun.
0: Is that in Manchester?
1: Yeah, I think it is, ah. yeah. So I'm doing that with the guys over at Mammal Strength um, in their team just yeah. to have a little bit of fun. And then a couple weekends back, I qualified uh, for the British Teens Champs, which is down in Southampton in September. Um, okay. So that's, that's going to be a fun one it's yeah. um it's quite well known for having some interesting events so okay. paddle boarding or swimming in the sea something like that which should be pretty fun yeah well,
0: get, well two,
1: get my two, skills up scratch
0: two things there then so then i'm going to uh we're exhibiting at uh, a competition up in scotland ward on the lock which is a um competition on the banks of Loch Lomond this weekend yeah. And yeah, they've got some swimming and things in the loch, so it'll be really cool to watch that.
1: I'm a we're swimming, but my paddleboarding—I'm not sure how it'll be.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it's really popular though. Paddleboarding right now is just going through the roof. So yes,
1: yeah, so I—I told my friend that I had to—I had to learn to do some paddleboarding, and she invited me to do some um, paddleboard yoga,
0: uh-huh.
1: which I guess is good for my balance. I'm not sure yeah. if that's what we'll be doing on the comp day, but it surely, might
0: be, surely it can it all might help.
1: be helpful. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. Um,
0: and battle cancer as well. I'll be there. Um, so, oh, really? that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. My wife's uh, competing in a team, and um we'll be going down. So yeah, I'll be, I'll be sure uh, to come yeah. and throw you on and meet you in person for the first time. So that's oh, no, crazy. That'll be good. So, oh, well, great. And so, obviously, we've we've spoken about weightlifting quite a bit. Touched on CrossFit, but I know you're you're really into your CrossFit as well, and it's great that you're so passionate about weightlifting and CrossFit. So, how did the CrossFit side of things start for you?
1: um so my parents both did crossfit when i was around 12 and 13 and i used to just go along to the gym and watch them and i was always like oh, i really want to do that i really want to do that but i was doing other sports at the time and i didn't really want to join in with the kids classes because i saw that they were just they weren't they didn't look that exciting to me i wanted to be doing the lifting and like what the adults were doing so i just hung on and hung on until i was i turned 16 the day after i turned 16 joined the gym and i've never looked back like i went there every single day for months and months and months. And yeah, that's just how it's I'm hooked now. Don't, yeah. I can't I'm, I'm you know my two weeks off when I'm lost. Don't yeah. know what to do. I don't know what to do with myself when um when I'm not at the gym. But yeah, it was just through my parents. Um both my parents used to be um ultra marathon runners. So um my dad did the MDS um
0: oh yeah the marathon
1: my mum's done some other runs as well. So they all came from like a fitness background and that's just I just fell into sport. Yeah, Did everything, every single sport under the sun when I was younger, just kind of jumping around and then found CrossFit through my parents and yeah. never, never looked back. basically. So you
0: said you've done all the, all the different sports. Was there anything that you didn't, you were doing consistently or were you literally just trying everything?
1: Yeah, so I actually did, um, did indoor rock climbing from when I was six until when I was around 14. Um, and then I kind of just fell out of love with it. My friends stopped doing it and I just didn't really have the motivation for it. Um, I did running myself. I've tried football, volleyball. I did for quite a long time as well. Um, triathlon, road cycling. I've I've literally I've tried everything, and I think I think that really contributes to CrossFit in yeah. that way, in that I have done everything, so I kind of I don't get too surprised when there's like an event where you have to be on a mountain bike because I've done that.
0: Yeah, and you've um, obviously came you came into it with a pretty decent level of fitness. Yeah, as well. I've
1: always been one of those people that has never been like spectacularly amazing at one sport, but I've been all right at most yeah. sports. Like Again. I'm all right.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so it's really
1: helped with CrossFit, definitely.
0: Yeah. So you clearly, obviously, like the lifting weight side because yeah. you know you're doing your weightlifting as well. So are you as keen on anything, everything else, or is it the weightlifting you prefer the most?
1: Honestly, the thing that I, the thing I enjoy the most, has got to be just that grunt work. Yeah. There's nothing better than the feeling after you've done a horrible workout and you're like oh yeah I tried really hard on that I couldn't have done any better like it's it's a nice feeling and I do enjoy lifting the weights but I get quite bored lifting the weights because it is kind of like you do one lift and you sit down for four minutes like it's not very exciting when I first started weightlifting coming from CrossFit I went to the weightlifting gym did a lift and then sat on the assault bike doing calories in between each lift so I was like this feels so weird just sitting around not doing anything yeah so I do enjoy the lifting, but I definitely give me a, a 30 minute grunt workout and I'm in it. Like, I yeah. love it. It's my favorite thing for sure.
0: Yeah. Awesome. And is there anything in CrossFit that you're, you know, that's challenging for you or there's room for improvement? Like, where are your weaknesses in CrossFit that you need to Well, I mean, in? there's
1: always there's always room for improvement. Right. But yeah. um, gymnastics was always my nemesis for a while. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm like the last couple months we've really dialed in on it so that is definitely getting better um so a lot of the time because i do weightlifting alongside crossfit when it comes to a heavy lift i'm usually i do all right because a lot of people obviously just do crossfit um and the grunt work i do do like i've got an engine that's the thing i can just keep on going but it is usually the gymnastics which lets me down a little bit um so it's kind of like in the open, I was like, I got so frustrated. I was like, oh, the gymnastics letting me down, letting me down. So it's kind of like a mindset now where next year, it definitely won't let me down. Because I, I remember that frustration, how upset I was when it let me down. So it's not going to happen again.
0: Yeah, that's good. Well, I mean, that's all you can do, isn't it? There's always stuff you can improve upon. As long as you're taking the time yeah. to improve in that area, then that's all you can do.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Always something to improve on.
0: And you mentioned the engine there so is this a are you going to be a young Sam Briggs is that what you're
1: I mean it's not the first time someone said that <laughs> but I'm not taking that not quite yet give me a couple more years and um but yeah no she's something else I can't yeah. I don't want to take it away from her yeah, yeah she is um she is something else not you, may be,
0: you may be the upcoming British uh engine in CrossFit oh,
1: honestly that would be amazing I would love that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd take that 100%.
0: <laughs> and you, men- you mentioned the for Open there. So how did you get on this year on that?
1: So I did make it through to the quarterfinals um, and then didn't make it through to the semis. So hopefully next year. It is kind of, I'm a, um, a little fish in a big pond at the moment. Yeah. I've just moved up from teens. I'm now in RX. It's yeah. quite terrifying that I'm competing against the likes of Sandbricks um, yeah. and Tearclown now. Yeah. now. Um, but yeah, so next year, hopefully semis is the goal, which would be okay. pretty awesome. Um, because hopefully they'll all be in person.
0: I was gonna say, um, yeah, the problem. Unlike this
1: year, um, person, yeah. and all the, the European ones weren't in person, um, annoyingly. Yeah. But yeah, so it went all right. Um I love I love it for it's nice it's a nice way to see how you've got better. Um yeah. so I I love it for that. But I just hate the stress of it. I hate the whole you've got to video it. Um, yeah. So you've just got i got to try to stay calm basically. But it was fun, nice little marker to see how much I've improved from last year. But it's also a nice way to see how much more I've got to improve on. Yeah. Okay. I do think it's very, um, very
0: useful. You did, it, you did a bit of it, didn't you? I did this. so. Just for any listeners, I love CrossFit. <laughs> I love everything it's about, but I'm not a CrossFitter. <laughs> I'm, I'm very, I'm very much a runner who loves CrossFit. But yeah, I did the, what was it, the no equipment one, and uh, you know what? I loved it. I really did love it. Um, I was because I'm not doing using those muscles normally. I was sore for yeah, days. I for days after one of them I can't one of them was like really heavy on core um and oh my god it was about a week afterwards my my abs were still feeling it um so no I I've said it before in the podcast at some point I definitely want to do cross like properly take crossfit on um and do it as part of my it's my training my biggest challenge right now is fitting it in along with all the running I'm doing but yeah yeah. I, I also understand that you know some of the lighter weight mobility stuff would 100% help my running as well so yeah definitely. Um, but yeah I did do it and I was uh, I was around you know when Angela my wife was doing it as well and it's just it's a great time her and all of our you know uh, teammates from the gym it's it's a real good invite it's a good community feel the open well it, CrossFit is anyway but at the open time it is it's really great. So, I mean,
1: there's thousands of people doing exactly the same workout at yeah. exactly the same time. Like, it's as community as you like, community based as you can get, basically. Yeah,
0: yeah it's brilliant. Yeah, I it's love really it. Great. Yeah. And I, I watch the CrossFit games. I w- I've watched some of the, um, you know, qualifiers and stuff over the last few weeks. So, you no, I really do. I really a CrossFit do. Enjoy
1: gym. It. You've got What's to get you to a CrossFit gym. Yeah. You need to go to a CrossFit gym, start doing some CrossFit.
0: Yeah, I know. CrossFit Aberdeen. I need to, need to get myself in there. Um, so, I will. I definitely will. I'm just not putting a date on it yet.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> so so in regards to, obviously, your your weightlifting and your... cross, So what's, like, what's the main differences between the two in regards to what you're doing lifting-wise, or is there not really anything?
1: Um, So they obviously cross over massively. Um, and doing weightlifting alongside CrossFit, I see the biggest improvements in my lifting. And with, like, people my own age that only do CrossFit, they might not be able to lift as much as me. So I'm kind of in this weird kind of awkward position where I'm not as good as a full weightlifter, but I'm better than a full CrossFitter at weightlifting. Yeah. uh, Um, So it's definitely helped me. So I do like six months on six months off Um, from January through to whatever it would be June. I do strictly CrossFit. And then from July through to December, I do weightlifting. Um, but alongside that weightlifting that's kind of my off season so that's started now that is where I will be doing all the strength stuff so all the weightlifting but also whatever my weaknesses so my gymnastics the only real difference is the amount of time that we rest so weightlifting is that we say eight minutes rest is perfect which is a long time when you think about it if you're you're lifting and then resting eight minutes that's a long session if you've got 12 lifts on a snatch and 12 lifts on a clean and jerk that's a lot a lot of rest yeah
0: um
1: whereas with crossfit we tend to maybe do a complex more or do touch and go um and there is this thing lifting like a crossfitter like we don't care so much about technique if it's it's mong strong if it gets up it gets up like you don't really care how it gets there whereas weightlifting is we focus far more on the technical side yeah which is why it's so help i feel it's so helpful for crossfitters to do weightlifting as a weightlifter yeah, rather yeah. than a crossfitter because there is different I, I used to get told all the time i lift like a crossfitter and i was like what's wrong with that yeah. and now i lift like a weightlifter and it's it. there is a difference um crossfitters have got so much to focus on um that it's really hard to track progress whereas weightlifters have only got a few lifts to focus yeah, on especially yeah, Olympic yeah. weightlifting yeah. so it's far easier to track progress um it's far it's far more satisfying to track progress and therefore we focus far more on technique yeah, um yeah. and that's basically the difference other than that there's not much you just yeah. lift like a crossfair or lift like a weightlifter yeah
0: well um, I mean Matt Fraser um who's obviously the the greatest of all time he was a yeah. weightlifter originally wasn't he before he got yeah into and
1: to Claire to me
0: yes of course yeah of course yeah
1: um yeah there is definitely something in being a weightlifter beforehand i think it's either a weightlifter or a gymnast um because anyone can have an engine if you go into that dark place and really want to work hard then anyone can do that whereas not everyone can have that strength strength takes so much so much time to build it's very frustrating yeah it's it's never ending constantly strength you can build so Mm -hmm. the gymnastics I think having a baseline of gymnastics and having a baseline of weightlifting is kind of a make or break whether you're going to be a good athlete or not
0: yeah
1: majority are weightlifters or gymnasts in their past
0: yeah yeah because I'm sure there's some of the some of the other elites and maybe even Catherine David's daughter I think she's she's the gymnast gymnast. yeah Yeah. Yeah.
1: she's next gymnast And then you look at people like Sam Briggs and she's just got an insane engine and that's how she wins. She's not like, she's good at, actually she's really good at gymnastics as well, but she's not amazing at weightlifting. You often get that um, athletes are either amazing at weightlifting and not so great at gymnastics or amazing at gymnastics, but because they're lighter and smaller, they're not so great at weightlifting. It kind of is, it's those two things, which it's weightlifting and gymnastics which make a good athlete one or the other and then the engine just kind of slots in the middle and that's a bonus if you've got an amazing engine
0: yeah oh well sounds like you've got bits of bits them all so looks like a future could be bright
1: we'll find out when i get a chance to start properly competing again yeah
0: yeah good um so so you mentioned tia clare to me there and i know that i think she took part in the commonwealth games and i think you mentioned once to me before that commonwealth games is something that you're potentially as in your Eye line, isn't it? You're yeah, on some sort of pathway to her.
1: Yeah, part. so I am currently on the Commonwealth Games pathway. So, how that works is it kind of figures out your body weight, the lifts that you're doing, so your total, which is the combination of your clean and jerk and your snatch. And then it recommends where you should be at certain times. Um, so, how old you are. So, say you're my age, you might want to have a 154 total. Um, and yeah. if you're above that, then you start getting noticed. People will be like, oh, okay. She's got potential. Um, So they will start noticing that you are above the Commonwealth pathway. So if you keep progressing, what they say is you add 3% each year. So 3% to your lifts, which actually isn't that much. Um, Then if you add 3% each year to your lifts, you will eventually be Commonwealth Games ready Um, is how it works. So there are a few people at my gym. We're all the same age that are on the Commonwealth pathway. Um, and it's basically if we keep progressing as we are progressing we will eventually have totals that would be good for the commonwealth games so we're talking what is it next year's the commonwealth games 2022 2022. so we're talking 2026 commonwealth games wherever that's going to be so i will be that's in five years time how old will i be 23 so still very much in my prime hopefully
0: and do you know where that is yet
1: no they haven't announced it yet so uh-huh. last, I find it so funny that last time it was um, on the Gold Coast, and next yeah. year it's it's in Birmingham. So. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, it's not been decided. Yeah, just yeah, it's not been decided yet.
1: Okay. No, I don't think it has. Yeah. Hopefully, it's somewhere nice.
0: Yeah.
1: That'd be um that'd be pretty cool to get a squad up. Yeah. Commonwealth Games It'd be awesome.
0: Definitely. So is then. So what about the Olympics then? Is that is there a similar pathway so sort of guidance for that or is it work slightly different
1: yeah so there is also a pathway and honestly it's so uh, the people that go to the olympics i take my hat off to them like they're absolutely insane i mean they're they're world class that is the thing yeah. so i personally haven't had a look at the pathway um it's kind of like commonwealth games is the thing that weightlifters aim for and yeah, then okay. the olympics olympics it's funny with weightlifting because there is so much um there's so many people getting banned in weightlifting um, for using steroids, basically the, the Olympics, we don't, the Olympics don't really like weightlifting. They tend to cut down on the athletes that go there. Mm -hmm. So it is incredibly hard to go to the Olympics as a weightlifter. Um, And more so as the years go on, because more people are being caught uh, using basically. Um, So I know that the numbers have been cut down massively for the amount of people that are going to be going to the Olympics yeah. weightlifters because people just keep on getting caught yeah. so it doesn't give us a very good name um britain isn't that well known for being amazing at weightlifting but the reason is it's because we don't we don't use like you yeah. look at um some countries and they are insane but then they keep on getting caught for yeah. Yeah. for using um, and yeah british british weightlifters aren't the best but it's because we're natural like yeah. it's hard to compete against
0: yeah 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 so,
1: i mean olympic games honestly it'd be insane but my primary focus is um crossfit so yeah. it'd kind of be like a side a side hustle and i don't think you can go to the olympic games if it's just a little side hustle
0: yeah yeah so, yeah um, you're probably you're probably right so what so is a crossfit game something that would be on there
1: crossfit yeah. game would be absolutely insane that yeah. is like it's kind of there's a difference between like a goal and a dream right so that's my dream um yeah. go to the crossfit games goal would just be I was supposed to compete internationally for the first time this year. I was supposed to go to the Netherlands, got canceled. Um, so I just did it at home basically, yeah. it was not very fun, um, but yeah. So hopefully compete internationally in the semis. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. That's my goal for next year. Um, and then dream is games, obviously, yeah. but give me, give me a few more years.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure if you continue the way you're going and you know keep putting in the work, which I know that you do and, I see you, you, you share a lot on your social media about the work you're putting in, which if you, if you continue that way, then why not? You know, why not? Yeah. Have your, your long, your, have your goals and then have your dreams. Why not dream big? Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. 100% you can always dream big.
0: Exactly. Go for it. I'm sure you'll be successful. Um, so in regards to some other competitions, so you've had obviously some recent competitions, virtual, uh, in person, they've, generally gone quite well what about has there been any challenging ones that haven't quite gone as well and how have you sort of recovered from that
1: yeah so um my worst competition i've ever had which was the biggest learning curve for me um would probably have been at the beginning of this year it was a virtual one it was english champs so weightlifting um and it was tough to start with because i was doing it at my house by myself i had an audience of my mum, my dad my dad was sat there eating a bowl of crisps it wasn't exactly um competition environment i went in with a bit of a negative attitude not being like oh i'm gonna do i was like i'm not gonna do very well on this yeah um i mucked up the way in video so i ended up getting disqualified um which was really annoying um and then i just halfway through my head just went and i kept on missing a lift over and over again i can i um attempted so you're only meant to att- you're only supposed to attempt it three times but i attempted it 30 times um, um in 30 minutes so basically every minute i attempted it and i ended up just at, like losing my head about it because it was my snatch which is obviously the lift that you do first so you've then after that got to do clean and jerks and i absolutely i lost my head about it i was on the floor like crying i was all over the place i was like this is stupid yeah. but it's, for me it means so much to me so I get so invested in it so much so that it actually backfires on me and I I end up losing my head over it yeah um and so then I went on to do my clean and jerk and that didn't go amazingly and then I eventually got disqualified because my way in video was wrong so that was my worst competition I've ever done so British at the weekend was kind of a little bit yeah. of a redemption I had to so
0: you, you obviously you obviously took away some learnings from it then and you were able to implement them to improve yeah. for the british
1: one yeah definitely um i mean it's that what is it you never i don't win or lose i win or learn it's, yeah. it rings very true
0: and what um, did you learn from that challenging one then
1: i uh my mental game was a okay. little bit off uh yeah. it was basically i couldn't control my emotions okay. but it's so there are emotions run so high on a competition day and it's so important to manage them um it's kind of like a make or break if you don't manage them that can muck up your whole competition yeah. um and so it was just I had to learn to manage my emotions um and I was like I had a long chat with my coach afterwards and he was like I know it means so much to you but you've got to be able to manage your emotions yeah. and know when to quit as well because I, was, I wasn't quitting I wasn't quitting I wasn't quitting and it was just putting more pressure on myself so I always hold myself to such high standards that it sometimes it back, backfires if I don't reach those standards yeah. Um. and so I've just got to learn to basically just be kinder to myself um, yeah. and know that if if I'm not feeling it on the day there's nothing I can do about it and trying over and over again isn't going to help it's just going to make the situation worse because I yeah. feel worse about myself so I think it's just it's important people are so harsh on themselves when it means so much to themselves to, so much to them yeah so you've just got to be a little bit a little bit nicer to yourself yeah that's yeah I think I it's think
0: it's finding the balance and it? it's good to be hard on yourself because you expect a lot but sometimes it's just not your day and you've just got to yeah. accept it and yeah on 100
1: percent. and especially when um things because i was the oldest in my category and i was the heaviest in my category which is a massive advantage if you are the heaviest in your category because you kind of want to be you want to be right on the edge of being too heavy for your category because the he- weight weight lifts weight basically that's yeah. how it works And so I was the oldest and I was the heaviest, which meant that I tended to do pretty well. And then going into the new kind of environment of I'm now the youngest and the lightest, it was a bit of a shock to the system. And especially now that I'm a little bit older and I don't win all the time because I'm with adults now. Like I was the oldest in a bunch of teenagers and now I'm the youngest in a bunch of adults. So it's kind of, yeah, a bit of a, kick in the face i'm just like oh i'm (laughs) I'm not the best anymore without being really arrogant but i'm not the best anymore and it's it's fun i love i love it but it's also it's it's very hard on the ego to um to take that step back and be like right maybe i've got to really work now like i've got to really work really hard yeah which i love there's nothing more that i like than when there's someone that's really close to um to me and how and how good we are because it's just that little back and forth back and forth and who can beat this i'd much rather that than Breeze to win or lose really badly. Yeah, love that little back and forth. Who can uh, who can win this? So it's it is hard for me being in a new kind of category with how old I am now. I'm a little fish in a big pond, and um,
0: you'll, you'll keep you keep working on that, I'm sure. And yeah, was your, was your dad told not to be eating some crisps this time as well?
1: Yeah, I'll tell him next time. You're not eating crisps. <laughs> Go eat them somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So
0: so what are what are some of your PBs then in all, in your different lifts?
1: Um so my clean and jerk and my snatch, my snatch is 74 kilos and okay. my clean and jerk is now 87. Okay. My clean is 90. Um I don't really ever do like we never max out our back squats, we only ever do sets and reps. Um don't really have a deadlift. This is the thing, like people always think that I'm maxing out my back squat all the time, but there's not much there's no no point in maxing out your back squat. It doesn't yeah. really like it doesn't really play over into your room lifting because it's just one rep at a really heavy weight much rather do like loads of reps at a lighter weight it works far better so weightlifters very rarely max out their back squat unless they kind of fancy it yeah and
0: was was
1: no
0: sorry go on was there not at some point i don't know if you currently or if it was in the past and when you're a team but do you not have like a British record or close to a British record or something like that.
1: Yeah. So I set a a British record for my last British champs in October. Um, if it was, it was unofficial because it wasn't in person. Ah, So I was in 59 kilo category under 17s and it was a 61 kilo snatch and a 76 kilo clean and jerk. So that was a two unofficial British records, making it an unofficial British total record.
0: Nice.
1: Um, which is very nice but also frustrating because it's not in person so yeah no. it doesn't actually
0: count. yeah no. that's a bit like that's a bit like some of my running pbs right now they're unofficial because yeah, I, can't, annoying, isn't it? I can't get an actual i can't get an actual race to make them official. So.
1: now you've got to do it in in like a competition to yeah. make it, to make it official but i think i haven't really had a look into it but just before i competed i did have a look at the british records and i think i'm pretty close to them again but which is yeah exciting for when i next compete which i don't i'm not entirely sure when i'm next competing for weightlifting yeah um i know that there's a whole load of the people from the gym like masters they're going to um european champs in the netherlands but i think i'm just going to go there to babysit them yeah. because they're expecting to have a big party afterwards ah, okay but i'm not really sure what when my next weightlifting comps are no. it'd be cool to try set some records that'd be awesome yeah definitely
0: yeah that'd be that'd be awesome yeah, yeah and so i suppose then a lot, a lot of your weightlifting career so far has been sort of in amongst covid um so but how did lockdown go for you i think it looked like you had a pretty good setup at home and you kept training pretty hard so how was it for you
1: so i'm really lucky in the sense that where i live on an outdoor center right in the middle of the forest um my dad runs it so we, yeah. no one could come to the outdoor center because of covid and so we literally had we've got this big um, mansion which is on the um, the site. So you've got 30 acres of estate and this big mansion and there was no one there. Uh, usually we have school, schools come and visit, but there was no one there. So I just had the free run. And I set up this little gym in, in the dining room and in the ballroom in this big house, um, which was awesome. I was lucky because I got plates. Um, we've got a decent amount of kit here because my dad does training CrossFit style at home. Um, first lockdown, Obviously, we went into it kind of being like, oh, we'll be out in three weeks' time. And then it kept on going on, kept on going on. And I definitely really, really struggled at the end. I, it was the first time I've ever been like, why do I do CrossFit again? Because it was kind of, I just, I missed people. I realized, I'm, I thought I was quite an antisocial person, but apparently I'm really social. <laughs> like, I go to the gym to hang out with people the majority of the time. And then the second lockdown came at an annoying time because I just started working at this gym um how many lockdowns have you guys had in scotland now
0: oh i've lost count i think I, th- I think two like long ones yeah um right at the start and then from christmas to like yeah because,
1: yeah, i think you've had the same as us then yeah and then
0: and we there's had been a lot local, local ones you know throughout as well so
1: yeah so we had one here in at the end of october until november and that was just yeah. when i started working at a gym so as a staff i could continue to train there which was very very lucky and then we had one more um which was from december through till april i think and again i was lucky enough to be able to go to the gym and train however i did i did have a setup here as well but um i've got a little rig out in the garden now um so it was it was all right i i just struggle with not seeing people but it definitely i definitely found out that if you want it bad enough like you don't have to train with people you can train by yourself I think it's just—I think it's a little bit of an excuse sometimes to be like, "Oh, I miss people." Yeah. But if you want—if you want to be good enough, bad enough, then you'll train by yourself.
0: Yeah, right. good. Good, that. Good, good, that you've created that space for yourself and you've created the environment. Even if you are on your own, you're able to.
1: Yeah. I wouldn't—I wouldn't take those lockdowns back. They've no. definitely um, been some of the darkest workouts I've ever done.
0: Yeah. But it's,
1: it's been so rewarding knowing that if I go into lockdown again, I can train by myself. Yeah. Because it it really separated people. So I tra- obviously train with a lot of um a lot of younger guys. So between the ages of fifteen and nineteen, and it, they're so vulnerable in the sport. We are so vulnerable in the sport because it's it's a stage where you're going through so much as a teenager. It's hard being a teenager as it is, but especially when you're doing a sport, and then especially when you go into lockdown, it's there's just so much unknown. So I've seen some really really talented people just drop out. And they just never have come back. And I was speaking to someone and imagine that's the new Olympic champion. But because they didn't get any support during lockdown, they just dropped out and they just didn't have that mental capacity to to stay in. And it's it's like sad because there used to be around around 12 of us in this um, Midlands talent squad. Um, we used to all train on Wednesday together and we're down to around four or five. People have just just kind of fell off. And then they've just struggled to get back up again. Yeah. they realize that they maybe don't want it as much as they thought they did, or they, they haven't been able to motivate themselves. And now they've lost all their progress, and it's just so disheartening. Yeah.
0: It's so single... it's
1: definitely, it's been really hard for everyone, but it's definitely been hard for those people that have had potential, maybe haven't had that mental capacity to kind of stay motivated during lockdown. And they've just, they've just sadly fallen off the whole bandwagon, basically.
0: Yeah. No, it's a shame. It's a shame. So, yeah, it's good that you've kind of kept your, your you've obviously clearly managed to keep yourself motivated and kept going with it and doing yeah. well. So, yeah.
1: Good. It hasn't been easy. It's been, it's been very hard, but
0: yeah, am glad.
1: Yeah.
0: And you, you, so you mentioned the gym there and you work in a gym. You're a, you're a coach as well. Is that right?
1: Yeah. So um, I work at Rocket Power um, Athletics in Quedgley, close to Gloucester. Um, so I work there four days a week. Um, I do PTs there and I just coach classes it's funny i'm like i'm literally i'm living the dream um i spend the whole day at the gym uh so is that
0: is that a crossfit gym or is it
1: so it's not a crossfit gym we're affiliated with um with frx which is the functional fitness um Mm -hmm. in england uh i'm not sure what exactly stands for but we're not crossfit affiliated but we do we do crossfit we call it x we can't call it crossfit but Ah, it's it's the same thing basically
0: yeah okay and how's it do you enjoy the pt and coaching obviously
1: I absolutely love it it's not a job is it it's just I walk yeah. in and I just do what I love um, you can be in the worst mood and then you've got to coach someone and they walk out an hour later having improved their lives yeah someone walks in and then they walk out and they've learned how to clean or they've they've learned how to do something and I get massive fomo feel like I'm missing out all the time when I'm not there yeah.
0: I'm
1: like I just, I just turn up some days and I'm, like, I'm not even here to train or coach I'm just just here to hang out with with the people. It's just the community that gets created.
0: Yeah, and really really rewarding seeing people
1: Yeah, it's amazing.
0: People reach their goals. Yeah.
1: And it's I love how, how people are so happy there and they just end up we've got a sofa and people hang out for two hours after class. I'm like, go home. Don't you have homes to go to? But it's that environment where you get a cup of coffee and you get a cup of tea and you just you hang out and have a good chat with with friends. I forget that they're members, they're clients. Yeah. I'm like, oh, they're f- like, they feel like friends to me. Yeah. They're the kind of people that I'd hang out with. And it's just a nice space where you hang out with like-minded people. Yeah, cool. I absolutely love it.
0: Nice one. Yeah, yeah that sounds awesome. And uh, you also uh, use our CBD. So how how's it, helped, how's it helped you? What benefits have you got from it?
1: Um, The biggest one is my recovery. Yeah. Um, talking about WHOOP um what whoop tells me is that i'm far more recovered but it's also i just don't get doms anymore which is something that when because i train four hours a day um so i've got to get that recovery as best as i can and i just i don't feel sore the next day and um, my sleep i sleep like a baby like yeah. it's something i was a little bit kind of like oh i won't notice anything and then i'm like oh my god i've really noticed something like yeah. it's it's been absolutely amazing and my mom's used it as well, and um, She has, I think it's plantar fasciitis in her foot. Oh yeah. Yeah. And um, sometimes she struggles to walk uh, and it's absolutely changed the way like she can go out for runs again because obviously she used to be an ultra marathon runner. Um, And so now she can run again. And it's amazing. It like, it helps different people in different ways.
0: Oh, definitely. definitely.
1: Everyone expects it to help in the same way. And I feel really preachy when people are like, does that CBD actually work? And I'm like, (laughs) yeah no it actually does i'm like yeah it will really it really helps like you've got shoulder pain yeah it will it will help that or you struggle with going to sleep yeah no, it'll help that and but i feel preachy i feel like i'm like trying to sell it to them but i'm being genuinely serious yeah,
0: like, i think it's always a case when you're really you know you you're really passionate about something because it's helps. yeah
1: you definitely know,
0: you do want to tell you're, you want to tell everyone about it so
1: and i keep on being like i'm not being preachy but yeah no <laughs> use it like
0: yeah
1: I'm not trying to sell it to you but yeah no use it definitely yeah, I, yeah. I've taken it pretty much every single day um since I started
0: yeah.
1: being like with you guys I don't know yeah. when that was but yeah, it's, it
0: was, it's uh, a- Fe- February sometime I think I looked back
1: and yes I don't think I like wouldn't use it now
0: yeah well I'm the same with my so we'll come on to whoops because we're both whoop uh members so if anyone doesn't And I've mentioned it a few times in the podcast, to be fair, but if anyone's new to this and doesn't know what Whoop is, it's basically wearable. It's a wearable technology strap that you wear that monitors things like your heart rate, your heart rate variability um, across like how much you're straining, how recovered you are and how well you're sleeping. Um, So yeah, see my Whoop tells me that, well, it, it changes every month, like how much better recovered, but in June, I got my monthly journal and I was 33% better recovered on the days I take CBD. Um, And, you know, I, I want to take it every day, obviously it's my business, but I want to do these little experiments, not taking it just so that I can see what the difference is. And, you know, the data is telling me that, it's so much better when I'm taking it. I'm sleeping better. My heart rate's, you know, lower. Yeah. My availability is higher. So, yeah, it's really, it's, I mean, I would say this, obviously, but it's yeah. so helpful.
1: Whenever, the data doesn't lie. Like, yeah. I get that too. I'm At the end of the month, you obviously get your little journal, which tells you what, because yeah. you have to, so you do your journal at the end of every, or every single day, and you tell them what you did the day before. Mm. And um, whenever I say that I've had CBD, my recovery is so much so much higher yeah. to the point where now i'm like oh i need to be really well recovered how much cbd can i take so that i can be really well recovered um i think yeah one month i had like well into the 20s um yeah. but it was i was like 22 percent more recovered whenever i took cbd or something like that yeah. which is which is crazy if you think about it because the other things I'd, i think i have is like reading in bed or like having a, a screen in bed and none of them affect it nearly as much as yeah as a cbd yeah
0: definitely so yeah good 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 to hear and what other things are you doing for recovery do you do you focus on anything else to help your recovery
1: so i do mobility every single day um i use go so i do mobility at least like 15 20 minutes of mobility um otherwise i feel like i just seize up um so i try to do that either in the morning or in the evening it's kind of part of my routine. When I'm being good, um, which isn't at the moment, uh, because I've obviously got a couple of weeks off, so I'm just kind of making the most of it, catching up with friends, staying out a little bit later. But going to bed at consistent times um, and getting up at consistent times, because that's obviously very important. And then just reading in bed. I've found that that helps massively. I often do Wim Hof breathing, um, which honestly, I tell people about it. And again, I end up being all preachy. But have you ever done it?
0: and uh, no but Ange my wife is reading the book right now so after she's finished I'll maybe have a look at it as well
1: uh, the first time I did it I had the weirdest sensation like it was this out of body sensation like it was so weird my hands and feet were tingling and I felt like I'd kind of passed out but I was outside my body and I was like it's just so trippy yeah. it's so weird and it's just from breathing and holding your breath and I was like this can't be this can't be right um, but it's like the most relaxing thing. And that massively helps with my recovery. So I do that just before I go to sleep. Yeah, just follow right. his YouTube video um, and do that just before I go to sleep. And my recovery is always far, far better the next day. Only because I've had such high quality sleep and I've fallen straight asleep because I'm yeah. so relaxed. But yeah, it's just things like um, not looking at a screen while I'm in bed, yeah, which is often easier said than done. Checking yeah. Instagram right up until I go to sleep. <laughs> um, yeah, reading in bed. I like to read in bed.
0: I've also seen you post photos of being like in cold water lakes and stuff. Is that something you do cold water? Yeah,
1: I love wild swimming. So um, we're in such a beautiful spot in England that we've got lakes and rivers all around us. So I love swimming in them, but also ice baths. Um, I haven't actually done one in ages, but they're one of my favourite things to do. The only side effect is that I shiver for like 45 minutes afterwards. (laughs) So I don't really enjoy that part, but it always... like when my legs are sore that is one thing that I that's my go-to have an ice bath it's just um, just,
0: I've been in I've been in mine this morning um and but I need to go in the shower straight away like I go in the I go in the cold and then just come straight in and go into the hot shower
1: it definitely yeah I do find it like really useful but yeah I'm just cold for ages afterwards (laughs) (laughs) just can't warm myself back up again which is yeah
0: we're on to go down to Loch Lomond this weekend and um, we're going to go in the, going to go in the loch. The plan is every day, I think. Go oh, really? in.
1: How cold is that then?
0: Oh, I mean, I don't even know, but it's in Scotland and it's a loch, so it'll be absolutely freezing.
1: <laughs> Pretty cold. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, <laughs> cold, yeah. Um, but it's fun, like, it's so fun and, you know, you do get a, you get a rush after it.
1: Like, and you get used, you get used to it as well. Yeah. First few times, like, I've had an ice bath, like, it takes my breath away, um, but after you've done it a few times, you kind of get used to it. Yeah.
0: Going going into the water now as well, we've bought like the little like water shoe things. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, and that really helps because sometimes it's the feet that are the worst. Yeah. It, like it makes it not enjoyable, but wearing those, it just makes it so much more enjoyable.
1: Yeah. Well, it's, it's a tradition now. So whenever it's my birthday, so my birthday is on New Year's Day, which oh, means okay. that it's, it's always pretty cold out. Yeah. So it's kind of for the last three, four years, it's been a tradition that we go uh, wild swimming on my birthday. Yeah i say we it's me my family yeah. just stands by <laughs> the <us> side watch, <laughs> they us watch watch it. but um yeah january this year we had to had to break the ice on the lake and and go in and it was it's, it's nice though starts yeah. the day off right
0: oh definitely definitely it's always once you've done it you're always pleased that you did it the thoughts worse than the actual once you
1: can feel your toes again then yeah <laughs> yeah, I know. yeah it is nice I do like it
0: yeah good Oh, well, no, that's, that's been good. So just a couple more things before we wrap up. Um, and we've sort of touched on it already, but what's your, what are some of your biggest goals and ambitions in the sport then?
1: Um, so weightlifting, Commonwealth Games yeah. is what I'd absolutely love. That would be my, that's my goal. And then obviously I spoke about dreams. So maybe whatever comes after that. Um, and then with CrossFit, the CrossFit Games is my dream. Yeah. But compete internationally, that'd be absolutely awesome um like smaller goals obviously like lifts that i want to achieve by the end of the year maybe so i'd love an 80 snatch by the end of the year and a mm-hmm. hundred clean and jerk that'd be pretty cool um just little goals which are a little bit more achievable because i kind of i like to have something which i can achieve pretty soon mm-hmm. definitely helps with the motivation
0: and yeah. who, are, who are your inspirations and role models is it the elites like the tummies and the david's daughters or is it people around you who's who it you look up to
1: um, yeah, there's definitely people around me, even if they're not, um, the, the most spectacular athletes ever, but just how, ha- um, there's people around me, which I always look up to on how modest they are, um, how hardworking they are. So a lot of the guys that I train with, um, turn up every single day. Um, the coaches that I'm around, they're pretty cool people as well. Um, and then also my role models, such as obviously the Tier Claire Toomey's, um, cause they're just another another level of yeah. of humans. Um, yeah, they're definitely people that I look up to and wish I could one day compete compete at their level, which would be absolutely awesome. Well,
0: hopefully one day. Yeah, fingers crossed. So I'm just going to do the roundup question. So I ask every guest for their top tip in three areas. And the three areas are your top tip for improving performance, your top tip for improving recovery, and your top tip for improving sleep. So firstly Rome what's your top tips for your top tip for improving performance?
1: Um well kind of inter- I'm going to interlink it with recovery. Um okay. definitely recover really really focus on that. I personally have a nap every single day. Um okay. so to when, improve- when
0: do you have your nap is it?
1: So I'm at the gym by myself quite a lot um, when the gym shut. So I will have a nap from one o'clock until two o'clock.
0: Yeah, okay. so uh, you're, you're, doing it, you're doing it early enough in the day that it's not really impacting on your, yeah.
1: Yeah, so I'll have a training session in the morning. I'll have lunch, I'll have a nap and then I'll have a training session in the evening and then I just fit coaching around that. Yeah, so yeah. to improve your performance, um, it's important, I find it so important to know your own body. Yeah, so know yeah. how, when to lay off and when to push hard, 100%. um and yeah whoop Whoop helps me with that personally um but i'd say that just learn how your body works know when to just to chill it does take a little while to understand how your body works
0: but so then how what's your top tip for improving recovery then
1: (laughs) um get into your little routine so maybe you do mobility every single night then for example like me mobility wim hof breathing cbd just get into your little routine go to bed at the same time every single night keep that routine going be really anal about it always make sure it's exactly the same definitely
0: and then that ties in nicely to your top tip for improving sleep (laughs)
1: um again yeah go to bed at exactly the same time it's it's so important um be really strict on yourself um make sure you're turning those phones off say it all the time turn those phones off turn those laptops off read a book just um yeah, go to bed at the same time every single night. I it think is, it day is day
0: proven. That. Like it's it's scientific data yeah. proven that if you're sleep consistency, going to bed, waking up same time every day, it's going to help. And then
1: you end, I find that if I go to bed at exactly the same time and wake up at exactly the same time, I get to a point in the evening where it is my bedtime and I get tired and I go to sleep. But yeah, then yeah. also in the morning, I wake up and I feel good because yeah. that's my time to wake up. Whereas if you go to, if you get up at different times all through the week, you're going to be really tired. So say you're getting up at nine o'clock on Monday, but getting up on five o'clock on Tuesday, you're obviously going to be really tired on that Tuesday because you're used to getting up at nine o'clock. So it's important to, to get those wake times exactly okay. the same as well.
0: Nice. Well, I must, I must say for somebody who is young in years, you're definitely mature in um, your thinking and your application to your training and everything. So really looking forward to seeing how you get on over, get on over the next few years. So, where can people find you or where can they follow you? Where's the best place for them? Um,
1: Instagram uh, probably is the place. S D one S D one
0: okay. Yeah, little plug. Yeah. yeah I, you, got, um, you, got to, you got to take that opportunity. I'm,
1: I'm pretty active on Instagram posts most days. Good. So yeah, definitely go give me a follow there.
0: Cool. that be awesome. All right. Well, thanks very much for coming on to the HBHM podcast, Romy. It's been an absolute pleasure to chat yeah, to you.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: No problem. Okay. Well, thank you. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the latest episode of the HBHM podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Just a reminder that you can get 15% off at checkout on hbhm.com by putting in the code HBHMPOD. Please share the latest podcast on socials at Instagram. We are at HBHM official and we look forward to speaking to you next time.